it just play it. Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! Can't wait! What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Sideline to Sideline. I'm the NFL genius, Gene Walzak, and to my left, I got the prince of production for Sports Empire Network. I got the truth, Kyle Edwards. How you feeling tonight, Kyle? I'm good. I'm good. Can't complain. Only thing is that it's week 18 and season's almost over, but I can't wait to talk about these games with you guys. EA Sports. He's in the game. Directly below me, he's not guarding the two. From the N1 podcast, he's Mr. Guard of Three. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Who's ready to talk some football today? I'm fired. I'm fired up, bro. I am fired up about this being the NFL season. And I think it's going to be a great week. I think the Eagles are going to bounce back um, after a terrible, terrible performance. I think the playoffs are right in front of us. One of the greatest football weekends you will ever watch. Wild card weekend. I got upsets. I got predictions. We got to talk about the four seed, the seven seed in the East. We got to talk about the two, six, seven in the, the AFC. What are we talking about, man? Talk about playoffs. Bottom left corner. He's taking it deep. He's Mr. The Godfrey. From Birds Deep, how you feeling tonight, V? Doing all right. Uh, just hoping uh, my laptop doesn't blow up or my my tablet, whatever. Whatever, whatever I'm on, Dixie Cup. Whatever you're on this week. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, it's, it's uh, week 18. Playoffs are around the corner, man. You know, it, it's this is this is the time of year. It's what it's all about. It's crunch time. So, I'm hoping uh, we, we have enough games that matter. So, that's good. Um, Definitely games that matter, but before we talk about the games that matter, we got to talk about the games that, that happened last week. And I'll I'll say this right: no Thursday night game tonight, so it allows us to to really not have a dog in this fight, like Jory said. But um, last Saturday night, there was a football game that was played. Now I seen Kyle in the comments last night, and I've kind of heard his opinion a little bit on the big three. I gave an opinion last night. So I want to talk about Dallas-Detroit, and I want to talk about the call heard around the world, the ineligible, eligible receiver. He reported, or did he not? Your thoughts on the call, Guardy 3? I'm going to go to you first, because I know Kyle's opinion. I know my opinion. I don't know yours. So I'd love to hear your opinion first. You know, I... I really, man, if, if there's ever a time I almost thought a sport was fixed, man, that was a brutal, brutal call. Overall, I, I thought he, I saw 68, he went over, he went over, directly reported. Apparently, somehow the ref thought 70 reported because he's been reporting all game as eligible. So when he heard the report, he just assumed it was 70. So I thought it was a terrible call. I thought that's, you know, kind of kind of on Detroit for sending like three guys over there. Maybe it was just to try to confuse Dallas, but overall, that 
that was just a poor job by, by the ref, just not paying attention to what's going on because they should really be locked into who's talking. So overall, it was just an awful call, and it almost made you think, like, what was the fix in? Did they get a call from Vegas? Like, I don't want to think like that, but, man, that was sketchy. Yeah, the fix was in. And the reason I said the fix is in, and I said this, I said, I'm telling you right now, if you remember the Detroit Lions threw an interception when they were down by four points, I think that the score at that point was 20 to 16. No, I'm lying. It was 17 to 13. They threw an interception and the Cowboys, the goal was for the Cowboys to get a first down so they could kneel the clock so the Cowboys could win the game but the Lions could cover. That's where Vegas wanted this game to go. 70% of money line money was on the Lions. 81% of against the spread money was on the Cowboys because they didn't want to lay the extra juice by going money line. So when it lands in between that four and a half points, Vegas cleans up. I'll get everybody else's opinion on this, but I will say this. The moment Brandon Aubrey hit that field goal to go up seven, you think it was pretty odd the Cowboys went up there, went up there on fourth down and like four up four, and they're like, oh, they might go for it. And then they like decide to call the timeout and kick the field goal. I thought that was odd, but it happened. Detroit, I knew immediately when that happened, Detroit was going to go down and score a touchdown and go for two. I knew it immediately. Detroit converts to two-point conversion, and the referee's like, no, 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 no two-point conversion for you. Godfrey, what were your thoughts on the penalty? Do you think it was a little bit of a Montreal screw job in the, in the terms of wrestling? So if they kicked the extra point, what where does it stand at that point? It would have been 2020. Hmm. So I think he screwed himself. Uh, listen, I, I'm seeing a trend this year in the NFL. People want to say, I'm not taking the field goal. Kyle, you saw your team benefit from that with the Denver Broncos during the playoff mm-hmm. race. We're going to go for it on the goal line. That three points made a difference, right? These coaches, I, I think there's a such thing as bad analytics. We hear analytics we're like, oh, it makes sense. It's math. So it has to be right. No, that's not true. It's a, it's, it's a mix. You have to have both. And so, um, I think Dan Campbell screwed himself because he said, hey, let's go for the win here. And he could have just tied it up, right? I, I, I don't, you know, I don't know if it was really a Montreal screw job as more as a Montreal screw up job. I mean, I, I just don't, I'm, I'm a big believer in, you know, if that kind of stuff is going on, you got to take the control from the people who may or may not have it and, you know, and, and leave it on the field. I mean, that guy wanted to murder that ref, uh, number 70. He was like, I, I never, he, he said, I never said anything. And the ref said he's reported. So they're saying two people report it. I mean, they did downgrade that, that ref staff. I just feel like in the technical world of betting, there's so many state municipalities evolved. Like if there is some kind of foul play going on, it will be found out. No one will be quiet. And there will be a major, major multi-billion dollar scandal. I mean, you've, we've seen this happen in, uh, with cricket and the other, it's not big here, but it's big in India and Pakistan. And they were catching people fixing games there. So here 
you know, you're seeing people find like uh, people, it went under the radar, but the Bijan Robinson game, right? Uh, they find Alistair Smith 75 grand. And I believe Bijan was fined 10 grand for that, right? You're going to see more of that because if you're going to partner with betting organizations and profit off this massively like the NFL is, uh, we as fans and bettors deserve accurate information, right? And I think, um, I don't know, I just think it's an unfortunate. Yeah, I'm going to argue with you for a minute. They went for two the first time. They got the two-point conversion the first time. Why I agree with you, after the penalty was called, they should have kicked the field goal, went in overtime, and seen where the chips fell where they lay. But they went for two the first time. They got the two the first time. And the referees called it back, even though the player reported it eligible. Dan Campbell stated that they had a conversation for every trick play they talk about before the game what they're going to do. He said he talked to the officials about the play. Why does Dan Campbell have to take the field goal there and go to overtime when they had already won the football game? I can't say they won the football game. There was 22 seconds left. Dallas had two timeouts. Brandon Aubrey hasn't missed a field goal this year. And he kicks bombs. Yeah, I, I don't want to say they won the football game. They didn't win the football game. But that call cost them the game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, in retrospect, it did. But if the two-point conversion that you're talking about is in a different scenario where you're going from a higher seed to a lower seed if it's not successful, I mean, I'm putting money on my defense and possibly going overtime. You know, it, it's... Yeah, I disagree with that. And I'll tell you why I disagree with that. It's like, it's like the NBA, right? What do they tell you at home what do they tell you at the road? Play for a tie or play for the win? If you're on the road, you play for a win. Yep. They were on the road and they played for the win. Kyle, yeah, in the NBA, you get foul, you get way more foul shots at the line usually as the home team than the away team. Like almost all the time. So you ever heard of home yeah. cooking in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, you know, you're giving away free points in the NBA. Like you're saying, here, go shoot at the line. <laughs> you know, the it's... referees gave away free points. Kyle, please tell me where I'm wrong. I heard your opinion the other night. How Lions left points on the field and this, this mm -hmm. and that. And I didn't disagree with that. You heard my response, right? Yeah. Okay. Let me hear why I'm wrong. Well, I mean, that that's kind of my thing. It's like, I feel like the, the old way of thinking was you didn't chase two points until late in the game. But now, kind of like Godfrey is saying, we're seeing teams do it first drive of the game. And I, I think Dan Campbell's in a, in a weird little space where – I'm not mad if a coach is overly aggressive because I'd rather a coach be aggressive than conservative. I just thought in the way that the the series of plays was going where they went for two, converted, had a call back for penalty. Then they try to go for it again, and they get lucky because Parsons is offside, so it goes back up to the original line scrimmage. I thought at that point, just kick the extra point, going overtime because clearly it's not meant for you to score at that point. They tried again. And then the third play call is actually a good play call. It's just that Goff short-armed it. Yeah. So Jared Goof became Jared Goof. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, the if first you, if you play, out, he got it. The, the refs cost him the game. Well, I heard the broadcast brought in whoever the, the referee that they have, and he said, like, yeah. the alignment was illegal to begin with. Until so it doesn't until even matter Rex who. Until Rex so, Ryan broke that down and showed them how they were wrong. 
Why would the ref crew be demoted from the playoffs for that call? Same ref crew, by the way, Guardy 3 loves that ref crew. Loves them. Same oh. thing that Mr. Valdez, Cantling, P.I., and Green Bay. Yeah. They have now officially cost two football teams wins this year. What is football, guys? A game of what? Is it a game of yards? Is it a game of feet? No, it's a game of inches. And the inches we have are right in front of our face. Listen, I, uh, I'm a big believer in you don't leave it up to the judges. And I'm, I know if I watch that game, there's I know if I watch the game, there's opportunities on in during that game in the field. When the Eagles played the Seahawks, they got screwed on a lot of calls, but they left points on the field. They deserve to lose that game. When there's two teams that are that evenly matched, it's two and three seed in the NFC. The three seed is playing at the two seed in Dallas. And you think like that game's not gonna be close? That game was astronomically close. Detroit won the football game. I can't say they won a football game. Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. But Detroit made the play that should have put them in the lead with 22 seconds left, and the referees mistakenly called that play back. And so mistakenly that the NFL officiating said, "You know what, guys? We're not. We're not going to let them. We're not going to let them official in the playoffs." It's a problem. It's a real problem. Like, we could say the Detroit left points on the board. Sure they did. Dallas did also. Mm-hmm. We could say that they could have kicked the extra point. But they went for two and got it on a legal play. And it got called illegal because of a rough mistake. What did that? So I had to catch that game on replay. I was at a wedding. I watched it later on. but It was 20 to 13. The Lions drove down the field, and with 22 seconds, they hit Amon Ross St. Brown for a touchdown. They decided to go for two. They used a trick play, and Taylor Decker reported as eligible. He's on video because there's camera all over the stadium. He reported as eligible. Now, all game number 70, what's his name? His name's something. Dillard, not Dillard. Um, doesn't matter. Number 70 was reporting as eligible all game for the Lions when they threw an extra lineman in there. He was on the field, so Dallas assumed that 70 was eligible. 68 report is eligible, who was Taylor Decker. They ran a trick play. The offensive lineman caught the two-point conversion. and He was eligible. It was broken down numerous times after the game by Rex Ryan, by other guys. He was eligible. Caught the two-point conversion. The ref called it ineligible receiver. They backed him up five yards. Micah Parsons jumped off sides. Then they went half the distance to the goal, put him at the three and a half. And they went for it again. And they didn't get it the second time. Yes, if they make a bad call and you back up to the seven-yard line, the smart play probably would have been to, to kick the extra point and go to overtime at that point. I agree with you. It should have never been there. I just think uh, Dan Campbell is one of the coaches where, you know, I'll read you a headline from Pro Football Network. How Dan Campbell's aggressiveness doing the Lions on Thanksgiving. This is a pattern. I, I, I just. Okay. I'm taking the point right there and I'm betting on my defense. I, I mean, I, I just, you got to get the short thing. You were down seven. All right. Get into overtime and position to win the game. 
right? Now I get the gamble. People love it. And if, and if it works off, you're a hero, right? I get it. You're a hero. It did work. That's the problem. It worked. I, I like that first going for two because you definitely want to go for it while you have the momentum, while the defense is reeling. So I thought that first two point was the great call. But, yeah, once that failed, yeah, that, they should have went for two. But it's unfortunate it even got to that point because it should have just never did. Correct. That's the whole point I'm making. Like, yes, you're all right. They left points on the board. Yes, you're right. After the bad call, they should have kicked the extra point. Everyone's right. Yes, you're right, Godfrey. He was too aggressive. But they got it. Or, am I the only one that sees that? No, oh, no, they, they definitely got it. They should have they should have been up one. All right, well, we can't spend I mean, the whole he, hour talking about that. Go ahead, Godfrey. I would love to hear Eagles it. fan, I mean, it was kind of anticlimactic for me because I was excited that happened until the Eagles lost to the Cardinals. So, I mean, for, for about 12 hours, I was like, yeah, about six years. I mean, I really love that outcome. Well, guess what? It didn't fucking matter. It didn't matter. Didn't matter. I'm going to give you guys a multiple choice question. Okay. Multiple choice. Um, the highest quarterback to receiver duo in football the last three weeks. Okay. Highest. Oh, highest quarterback to pass catcher duo in the NFL the past three weeks. So I'm going to give you a couple options, okay? You got Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. Oh, we got we got more. We got Brock Purdy and Brandon Ayuk. Got another one for you. Another one coming. You got Lamar Jackson and Zay Flowers. Patrick Mahomes and Rishi Rice. Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb. Joe Flacco, David Njoku. <laughs> Who's the highest grade at one out of five of them? I, I would say just off the jet game alone, it has to be Flacco and Njoku. Bro, look it up. Joe Flacco and David Njoku have been balling the last three weeks. How <laughs> do you? Tell me, listen, I'm going to talk about awards for a minute. Tell me how Joe Flacco doesn't win comeback player of the year. Am I heartless for not wanting to give this to DeMar Hamlin, who's played 13 total snaps? I looked it up. I, I was saying six for a while. He's played 13 total snaps this year. No. I mean, you have to play to be comeback player of the year. The definition of player is someone that plays the game. And I, I just think, no, you're not heartless for it. I mean, I think it should be Joe Flacco. It's a great story that DeMar Hamlin survived. He's still alive. He's a human. He's on a football team. Great story. Doesn't mean that he should be gifted that word automatically because, you know, there's people that have come back from that. You know, Joe Flacco's own former team didn't want him. You know, he was sitting at home, still had the fire in his belly, and he's coming out there and he's making plays. So, I mean, I, I don't I, – I think these awards have to be less uh, sentimental, less emotional, and more – logical right and you know unfortunately we don't get that but if they give it to demar hamlin i just you know it you should have just gave it to him at the beginning of the year then right <laughs> exactly like I, 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 I don't i don't i don't get it like why why are we playing a season and we're like well we already know who it's going to be like i no finish the season man that's that's why you play the games i i no it's not heartless i don't think he deserves it, it well well no anybody disagree with me no, I, I think there are other ways to honor him if you want to have him present the award. Well, 
name the award, Demar Hamlin Comeback Player of the Year, if you really wanna. I love when that. it comes to actual players who deserve it. I think it should be a, should have been a two person race all year between Baker Mayfield and as soon as he entered the fray, Joe Flacco. I so love I love that. I love I love Brett renaming the award to the Mar Hamlin Award because he came back from death, and I love that. I love that. That's that. That's the answer. Brett yeah. is coming through with the answer. But listen, so when you're comeback player of the year award, usually that means you've come back because you had a semblance of success before and you're coming back to that success that you've once had, right? Like, and I think that's, that's a Joe Flacco definition right there or Baker Mayfield, right? He had some success like on the Browns three years ago and he's having his best season ever till he shoot the bed last week. By the way, I called that. I that, that was going to happen. Complete blowout. Hands up. Talk about complete blowout. Thank you very much for the, the lead in. What complete blowout would you like to talk about? The one well, that I called? I'm not. You did call it, but we're going to get to that one next. <laughs> there were two complete blowouts. Two complete blowouts and big games. There was a playoff game. I don't know if you guys knew about it. It was on Sunday night football last Sunday. And the winner of that game controlled their own destiny. And all they have to do this week is win and they're in. The Minnesota Vikings had a home game and they decided to move away from Nick Mullen and not start Joshua Dobbs. And they started Jaron Hall. The Green Bay Packers decided they don't really care about winning this game. They're going to sit Jair Alexander. And the Green Bay Packers defense absolutely dominated the football game. Jordan Love, the Love Boat is back. Jordan Love threw for 256, 24, 33, three touchdowns. Aaron Jones rose from the ashes. Guardy three, how do you feel about your Packers after Sunday night football? Oh, uh, listen, I feel great about the Packers, right? They're they're rolling. They looked really good last week. And now we have a situation with the Packers where all of our receivers and running backs actually practice. So for the first time this year, we could actually have a fully healthy receiver and running back room heading into week 18. So I'm, I'm very confident as of last week, Jordan Love continued to show why I keep saying that we should extend him this year. He made big plays when he needed to, especially on the goal line. He had three passing touchdowns and then he had a nice rushing touchdown. So overall, I'm really impressed and my, I really hope that uh, on the defensive side that Joe Barry keeps up this aggressive defense. That That's what really frustrates me about him is we've seen that he can succeed. He just consistently plays like this really soft prevent defense. But when he decides to crank it up and go aggressive, we saw it last year against the Vikings when we blew him out. Now we just did it again. We did it last year against the Dolphins, turned them over a lot. So I'm just hoping going into week 18 we see a really aggressive defense and we might have a fully healthy skill group for the first time this year. Anybody else want to give thoughts on the Green Bay Packers? Listen, can we all just take a second? Like, guys, we'll do this, right? Everyone take a second and admit that Gene was right about the New Orleans Saints going into Tampa. Then we'll all take a second and admit that Godfrey was right that the Baltimore Ravens would absolutely blow out the Miami Dolphins. And then we all need to take a second to admit that Guardy 3 
was spot on when he said to extend Jordan Love. And Kyle's normally right about everything, so we just he doesn't really make any really bad wrong takes. I make bad wrong takes all the time. Guys, Baltimore. Baltimore, Baltimore, Baltimore. He Lamar Jackson has, has been said to have listened to last week's show, heard the conversations about not being MVP, and said, I will show you, and threw for five touchdown passes in a 56-19 to 19 blowout over the number two seed, Miami Dolphins. Dolphins are fraud. Too. Is Lamar now your MVP? Is he your MVP now, Kyle? I mean, I, I always said that they were going to give it to him. I mean, I could probably still argue CMC, but no, I, you'd have to say that he he's he's definitely earned it the past couple of weeks with big wins over uh, contenders, at least as we thought. Kind of, I'm kind of like with Godfrey here in Miami. Miami seems like a like a team that's not built for a deep playoff run, so maybe in a few weeks we might look at this and be like, "Yeah, you just beat a really kind of bottoming out Miami team at the wrong time of the season." But yeah, you got to give it to him. You know, he's he's multi talented with running the ball. He's throwing for touchdown passes. Now he's still not a complete quarterback yet. Still have some questions about his ability, but now he has to prove it to us in the playoffs. Can't give him a second MVP, and he's only had one playoff win. Can't, your MVPs cannot outnumber your playoff wins. That's so it's supposed to be a regular happen. season award, though. No, he's, but he's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, if you win a second MVP, you got to give us a deep playoff run at this point. He's right. I mean, yeah, CMC's not going to win it now because yeah. he's he's sitting out the last game, and he got injured in the middle of his game. For him to win it, he was going to have a thunderous. He was going to have to a thunderous close to the season, and that is just going to make him just short. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be Lamar. Um, the way he closed out these two games, I feel the Dolphins are a fraud of a team, and I feel Mike McDaniel is getting exposed. And Tua is hit his ceiling, and that is as high as he's going to go. You can have Tariq Hill there, but Tariq Hill can't throw the ball to himself. And I'm sorry, but if you get him off the spot and you hit him in the mouth, Eagles did it, the Ravens did it. Other and the Bills will do it this week coming up. Whether that I don't care if they got oh, Sammy Magadonis. We're about to get into it. But I, I wanted to say about Lamar, he does have to win playoff games that really cement his legacy. And uh I we're moving into a different game. We already talked about the Browns. I want to picture this script, and if this happens, it'd be great. Somehow the Ravens and the Browns meet in the playoffs. Flacco versus Lamar, and what would happen to Lamar's legacy if Flacco and the Browns somehow oust them? They're a dangerous team in the playoffs because they have a good defense. So if they can win the turnover differential, and they've been doing it, they can upset people. They are a team that, if I'm in the AFC, I do not want to see them in the playoffs, home or away. That's a team that could just take your rhythm from your offense right away. And I could see Lamar facing that defense and having a big issue with them. Okay. I'll say Godfrey actually a uh, call that I actually went into uh, our boy, uh, Jordan's discord and said, how are you, how's it going to feel when Joe Flacco knocks you out of the playoffs? He did not take <laughs> you kindly to that. 
He's going to walk all the way to Cooperstown, Kentucky. <laughs> no, he said Cooperstown, Louisville. Cooperstown, Louisville. Either place is fictional. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know. It's funny. I want to get the right. I want to give the right answer, though. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to do something real quick. I don't do this very often, but I'm going to do a blind resume, okay? I want you to tell me which quarterback is having a better season, statistically. Is that fair? Can we do that? Yeah. Yeah. All right, right. quarterback A has had 3,678 passing yards. He's had a total of – hang on one second. I got to be fair. No. A total of 29 – is it 20? 29 touchdowns, seven interceptions, and a total between his passing and rushing yards of 4,500 yards. So 4,500 yards, 29 touchdowns, seven picks. That's quarterback A. Ready for quarterback B? Quarterback B has 3,800 passing yards. A total of 4,300 total yards. With... I'm going to get the right answer here. Sorry, give me one second. Uh, A total of 38 touchdowns. So 38 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. 4,300 yards versus 29 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 4,500 yards. What quarterbacks had a better season? Hey, we're just just probably go, might go B. Okay, do you guys know who A and B are? I know. I think who I, have an idea. I, I mean, think, I, know, I know. I think I might. Lamar's one of them. Lamar has 29 touchdowns, seven interceptions, and 4,500 total yards. Jalen Hurts has 38 touchdowns, nine more touchdowns, 200 less yards, and obviously more interceptions. He has 14 interceptions at verse seven. I I know Lamar's the MVP, Mm -hmm. but statistically, this isn't a great year for Lamar. Can we admit that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, just checking. Um, speaking of MVPs and statistics, I we do have the Pro Bowl announced, and I want to bring that up if you don't mind. And I want to get your initial thoughts on if we got it right or we got it wrong. If there's, there's obviously some talk about it. So this is the AFC starting offense. Tua, Lamar, Patrick Mahomes. Any issues here? By the way, I think it's comical that they have Tua as the starting quarterback, but Lamar's going to win MVP. I just think that's comical. I have I have one issue with this right here, but I'd love to hear you if, see if you guys say it first. I mean, I know a lot of people have been talking about the quarterback position and possibly about Josh Allen. I mean, if you put Josh Allen in, who are you taking out? You could probably say – isn't there a good chance that one of those three between two of Lamar and Mahomes probably makes a Super Bowl? So Josh Allen probably gets an anyway. I I don't know. Would you penalize Patrick Mahomes? Because he hasn't yes, really had yes, a Mahomes type of year. Wouldn't be four either. Yeah. I wouldn't have him four either. 
He'd be five. Josh Allen and C.J. Stroud both should yeah. be at, over Patrick Mahomes. Absolutely. That's 100%. And I wouldn't have a problem with that. Because, yeah, Mahomes has definitely not had a Mahomes type of season. This is a down year for QB. Obviously. <laughs> I mean, uh, two is QBR is 58.8. Just to know, let you know where that ranks. Um, Lamar is 65.3. Mahomes is 62.5. Purdy 72.7. Prescott 70.5. Uh, you know, it's uh, Josh Allen's uh, 68.2. So, I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, I to it just, I mean, I don't know. It just looks like uh looks like a, 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 it looks like a sandwich that you don't want to eat at like a catered place. You're like, ah, oh, it's a sandwich. I'll take it. But I'm not really going to enjoy this. Running back Raheem Mostert. We got to, we can't go too long on each one of these. because We got a lot to go through. Raheem Mostert, James Cook, Derrick Henry. I have one small problem with this. Derrick Henry shouldn't be on the list. It should be Travis Etienne. No doubt in my mind it should be Etienne. Henry's been terrible this year. It's been awful. Yeah, I'm not not feeling Derrick Henry. No way. That's ridiculous. I think it should be Etienne. Yeah, I was a little surprised to see Derrick Henry, but yeah. Um, Brett, any thoughts, comments? Yeah, no, I, I agree. And looking at these lists, it's just kind of showing how far name value gets you on these ones because Mahomes or Henry shouldn't be on it. Just like, well, I'll talk about the NFC when we get there. I have no problem with the wide receiver core. I think the wide receivers are, are perfectly listed. Anybody, any arguments? No, no. problem with tight end. No. I'm not going to get in the offensive line. We're going to just skip that as a whole. It's just a lot. I mean, I think I think uh, Travis Kelsey actually is having a down year, and that's an honorary start there as well. well personally, I mean, statistically, still better than all of them. Yeah, it, it would a down year. He's still the best tight end in the AFC. All the good tight ends this year in the NFC. You'll see that in a second. Let's move on to the next one. Defense. Okay, so I have no issue with what they did. On defensive end, I think that's perfect. I think Miles Garrett and Max Crosby are perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Jones, okay. Quinn Williams, definitely. Justin Matabuke from Baltimore has played out of his friggin' mind. I'm so glad that they recognized him. Outside linebackers is perfect. Again, all three of them. There's no issues. The linebacking crew are perfect. I don't think there's any issues. Guys, I think, I'm just being honest, I think they did a, such a great job with the AFC defense, except how the hell is Jalen Ramsey on this damn list? Missed eight games. Name recognition. Right. Missed eight freaking games. The number one, this is not a joke, right? Do you guys know who the number one graded uh, cornerback in the NFL is this year? Most people don't know this. Anyone take a guess? I, I, listen, I'll give you guys a dollar. I'll Venmo you a dollar if you figure it out. Ooh, um... Anybody? I can't think of a name right now. Anybody in the chat? Let's see. Uh, I'm waiting. 
Bobby the Blanket Taylor? It's no. Martin Emerson Jr. of the Cleveland Browns. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. And he ha- it's not even on the team. Jalen Ramsey missed eight games. Yeah, everything, else, everything else is perfect. I do like to note that the, the, um, the Ravens have four people on this list. I'm not shocked. Yeah. Kyle Hamilton's been out of this world. Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen are playing on another level. And Justin Matabuke has been incredible for Baltimore. And I'm so glad they recognized him. Probably should start over Chris Jones, if I'm being honest. You should start over Chris Jones. 100%. Let's go to the uh, NFC. I mean, oh, special sorry. teams. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you care about special teams. Let's break down long snapper. Go back to this line. I don't want to waste it. <laughs> NFC quarterbacks, Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott, Matthew Stafford. I have an issue here. I um, I would have started Jalen Hurts over Matthew Stafford. I just read his stats off to you. Um, just because the Philadelphia Eagles are falling off, I get it. But to tell me Jalen Hurts doesn't have better statistical numbers than Matthew Stafford, you're out of your friggin' mind. I think either Jalen Hurts or – I think Jalen Hurts would be my three. I think hell, even Jordan Love has, has put up better numbers than Stafford. Like, I, I think Stafford's just there again because of name recognition. Like, he, he's been good, but I don't think he's been You know Jalen Hurts was the favorite to win MVP after 11 games this year? And he's not a pro bowler? Like, so through 11 games, he was the best player in football. And he's not a pro bowler? Jalen Ramsey didn't play for eight games. <laughs> By the way, Jalen Hurts was the highest statistical graded quarterback. Uh, in the NFC this past week, ninety-one point seven. Oh, that, that tracks. He he looked good. Okay, I'm not gonna go too far. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, DeAndre Swift, Kyron Williams. I think Kyron Williams should be second string over DeAndre Swift, but I'm not arguing there. Anybody have an yeah. argument? Well, I think the reason I do agree with that, but Kyron Williams did miss some time too. He did. Uh, You're right, but he still has more rushing yards. And Matthew Stafford has looked like straight poop in some games. So I don't know how he even made the list, let alone being over Jalen Hurts. He shouldn't even be on the list. I'm sorry. I, did, I forgot to put that in there. But, yeah, I, I, I don't disagree there. De- you know, Kyrie Williams has had a hell of a year. And, uh, you know, I should see him over him for sure, yeah. Here's the tough one. Wide receiver. That's four We're not going to go for fullback. What? We're not going to go over fullback. No, he's definitely the starter. You check the best football. Yeah. It's like the last fullback, last three fullbacks left in football. When you look at the wide receivers in the NFC, you go, oh, wow, all four of these guys had very good years. They all, all four deserve to be players on the Pro Bowl, right? They're all four Pro Bowl caliber players this year. I don't care who you have to remove. Amon Ross St. Brown has to be on this list. I probably remove Mike Evans. I may, I, I'm not removing Mike Evans. Seven is career, a career year. I mean, I, I'm I'm leaving Mike Evans on. I'm removing Puka. Okay. For for Amor, I that's another one where perceptions reality, right? Amaran St. Brown has had a hell of a season. Puka's had some good games. He's had some games that were nationally televised, uh, most notably uh, and most recently that Thursday night game, which I'm pretty sure has helped propel them over an Amor St. Brown. But St. Brown, I'm putting over Puka, and the rest I have no problem with. 
23 stats. Um, Mike Evans has 78 receptions for 1,233 yards and 13 touchdowns. Amon Ross St. Brown has 112 receptions for 1,371 yards and nine touchdowns. I just, I'm not trying to be rude when I say this. I would take the guy that has 30, 36 more receptions for 150 more yards, but with four less touchdowns. And now when I read Puka, Puka has 1,400. You know what I mean? Like Puka Naku has 1,400 yards. Let me add him and we'll view it. Um, the problem with that, though, is I'm looking at consistency, too. I mean, if I have a vote here and there's games where Puka has completely disappeared for like three weeks at a time, four weeks at a time, and that's not even counting games where Cooper Cup was out. Uh, so you get games where like he'll have a good game, then he's four for 27, no touchdowns. Then you'll have, you know, four for 26, no touchdowns. I just saw, you know, Amr St. Brown's very consistent performer, team's number one. I, I don't know, man. I, I think Puka being on there is a little bit of a stretch. Puka's had 25 more receptions for 200 more yards with eight less touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, touchdowns are huge, though. I mean, that's my thing. Like, okay. Uh, St. Brown, you can't uh, – I, I I agree. Definitely got to be in there. St. Brown's uh, got to be on there. Mm -hmm. I, over Brett, who who do you put St. Brown over? I don't think there's never been a receiver that's had 112 receptions for four, 1,400 yards and not made a Pro Bowl. I don't think it's ever happened. Yeah, um – I re I'm, I'd probably go with uh, – I'd probably take off uh, – my first thought was Puka, honestly, but I'd probably go Mike Evans. Kyle? I'd probably take off Puka because I, I feel like the touchdown number probably hurts him in this case. You know, he is having a great season. Okay. Tight end, I have an issue here, and I love Sam Laporta. I really do, and Sam Laporte is having a great year. T.J. Hawkinson had a much better year. And if you want to make the argument that T.J. Hawkinson's hurt now so he won't be able to play in the game, that's fine. But players get bonused off like, – then Sam Laporte would make it, right? But, mm -hmm. like, players get bonused off of making the Pro Bowl. And for you to take that away from T.J. Hawkinson, I think, is absolutely absurd. Yeah, I agree. T.J. Hawkinson had, that, had a better season than George Kittle. He should be the starter. No, no I, anybody. I agree. I think the uh, NFL—they should find a way to really get those guys who are injured, but definitely should make it their bonuses. Like Hawk should get his money. He's been phenomenal. You know, coming from somebody who has to see him two times a year, he's been absolutely terrific. Yeah, it's a shame. Hawk's injury is bad. Hopefully, he's the same player coming back. You know, I—I I don't know, man. I look at this as a breakdown, and I'm—I'm I'm not like trying to be rude to. To George Kittle, but Hawkinson's had 30 more receptions for 60 left yards, 60 less yards, same amount of touchdowns as Kittle. Now, if you put him up against Laporta, it's not even close, man. I don't know. I love Sam Laporta. I was a Sam Laporta guy. I told you Sam Laporta was a great, uh, great draft pick when in the beginning of the season. Mm -hmm. But come on, he said Hawks had a hundred more yards and 14 more receptions. Like, what do you want him to do? I think he's the better blocker than Laporta. Yeah. Like if you don't, if you like want to count blocking involved, Hawkinson's a top five blocker at tight end foot in football. Yeah, he got hosed. Yeah. 
I mean, like you said, it's a simple thing. You vote him in, you put the injury designation on him, and then you name Laporte to kind of cover all your bases there. Absolutely. We got to get to the defense, and then we got to preview a couple big games this week. Nothing crazy, but um, nothing wrong with the starters in the NFC for defensive end. Nothing wrong with the starters, defensive tackle. Nothing. I don't know, man. I, 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 I'm not sure if I'm into the Bosa one. I mean, I know he's a great player, but, like, I mean. Who would you start over him? Uh, I, I, I would start Daniel Hunter over him. Well, Daniel Hunter's starting. He's starting outside, outside, outside linebacker. Oh, they got him out. Okay. Mike and, and Daniel Hunter are listed as outside linebackers, just like Hassan Reddick. I don't think there's anyone to start over him, though, bro. That's the that's the issue. So many teams are running an edge system that the defensive yeah. end position is really like. I guess you could start Chase Young over him, but like Chase Young didn't even make the team. No, I mean, you know, I didn't. If Daniel Hunter is going to be coming at a linebacker, I mean, I really don't. There's nobody else I can really look at and be like, hey, let's let's put him over Bosa at the edge position. The I mean, biggest that's... issue with the NFC, and it's, there's two of them. There's two really big issues. Number one, Jalen Johnson should be starting over Charvarius Ward. That's an absolute abomination. Jalen Johnson has been the best cornerback in football this year. It's not close. He's been incredible in Chicago. That's an abomination that Charvarius Ward starting over Jalen Johnson. And the second one is, what the hell is Buda Baker doing on this freaking list? <laughs> are you guys out of your freaking? Are you watching football? Buda Baker stinks. <laughs> Guys, what are we watching? I I guess they thought it was the MLB base MLB All-Star game. You had to get somebody from every team. And they just thought, hey, let's put Buda Baker on there. That is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he, he, he makes good hits, right? I guess that's what that's about. I mean, I, I don't, you know. I, I don't I don't I don't really dig that either. I yeah. think that's all right, well, we have a couple games. Wait, wait, Ward is on the list? I mean, uh Traveris Ward's having not a bad season. I just don't I, there's no reason. Jalen Johnson should be starting over. There's no Yeah, doubt. listen, I'm sorry. I've seen Traveris for cooked a lot. Man, I I I would have definitely I would put Witherspoon over him too. I am 100%, but Jalen Johnson should be the star. Jalen Johnson yeah, has been the best corner in football this year. Yeah, well, you know, listen, uh it's almost like they put names. Uh, Traverius Ward, I just don't think he's that great of a corner. I just am surprised. Name recognition. I don't know what they did. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, we could come up with three, four, five better corners than Traverius Ward. I'm, I, 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 100%. Yeah, I agree. All right. A um, couple big games to talk about this week. But instead of talking about the games, I figured the easy way to do this would be talking about the standings and how you think things go based on the standings. The Buffalo Bills have one of the weirdest scenarios I've ever seen in the history of football. They could win and be the two seed. Whoa, I got balloons. (laughs) Or they could lose and be out of the playoffs. Yeah. Kind of likely. Like, if they lose, they're likely out of the playoffs. Do we think Pittsburgh's losing to Baltimore with all Baltimore's backups playing? 
in Pittsburgh? The they way should. they're playing now? Remember, Baltimore has a Pro Bowl backup. <laughs> but my point being is, do you think Baltimore is oh, losing? I mean, Baltimore's winning that game with all their backups at Pittsburgh. No, they, they shouldn't. They, 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 they should, should not. I give it an outside chance. Okay, so most likely Pittsburgh wins. Yeah. And we think Jacksonville is going to be Tennessee, right? For a Once again, spot. they should, yes. Okay, so if Buffalo, if those two things happen, and Buffalo loses on Sunday Night Football, they're not in the playoffs. What if they win? They're the two seed. Yeah. I don't ever remember that happening in the history of football. Ever. Two, two is going to shrink back into like a little turtle and get boat raced in Buffalo. It's actually in Miami. Oh, in Miami. It doesn't matter. It could be in London. They're getting boat raced. Like, I, I, in London, I, I would give Buffalo a better chance. Yeah, I just think... Miami. Listen, they showed me what, who they were when they got a defensive free seven points at home on national TV and they laid an egg against the Titans. Yes, Tariqo was hurt, but they obviously thought they could win without him because they started putting him in toward the end of the game. And I think Mike McDaniels, the shine starting to come off a little bit. You need to start getting more results than he's getting. It's, I, I just, I, I think Josh Allen's going to take that team and put them on his shoulders and they're running the ball now with James Cook. I just don't see them winning that. Um, the Ravens thing, watch out for, because this is the team, remember, that prides themselves until recently of never losing a preseason game, right? So they are a team that will get their backups to play. If Pittsburgh thinks it's going to be a cakewalk, they got another thing coming. No, no, I hear you. I definitely, I definitely hear you there. So I would like your predictions for the AFC one through seven, but you don't really need to give any crazy predictions. What I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you to give me who wins, and then I will put them in order for you. Okay. Buffalo, uh, Kyle, we'll start with you. We're going to get your predictions. Right. Now, obviously, Baltimore's one. Uh, Kansas City is 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 three. Jackson, well, hold on. Kansas City's three, Baltimore's one. We'll lock those two in. Mm-hmm. Do you think the Jaguars beat the Titans? Is Trevor playing? Yes. I, I would have to think they do, yeah. Okay, so you're locking in Jacksonville to four. Okay. Cleveland's locked into the five. Gene, I want to ask you a question. Yes, sir. If the Jaguars do not beat the Titans, are you going to have questions about Trevor Lawrence going into the next season? We're going to watch the game. No, not really. Barring injury. Barring injury. Meaning injury won't be as well. No, I, I don't I don't have any questions about him. I've watched him play football this year. I'm not going to judge him by I'm not going to judge him by his win-loss record when we don't judge Justin Herbert by his. Um, I have questions about Justin Herbert, too. Okay, well, that's fine. If you have questions about Justin Herbert, I have questions about Trevor Lawrence, too. As long as you judge them on the same scale, I'm fine with that. I think they... Hold on, hold on. I'm going to get Kyle's picks real quick. Cleveland's your five. So you have your one, three, four, and five. Next question. Who wins Sunday Night Football, Buffalo at Miami? I mean, I did pick Buffalo to miss the playoffs, so I feel like I have to go Miami here. Although, so Miami the way they look at you. Yeah. We're not, gonna, we're not letting you off on this, right? Houston yeah. plays Indianapolis in a playoff game. It's in yes. Indy. C.J. Stroud at the Colts. Who wins that football game? 
It'd be tough, but I'll go Houston. Okay, so you have Houston in your seven. Yep. Last question. Pittsburgh at home versus Baltimore. I'll go Pittsburgh. Okay, so you have Buffalo missing the playoffs. He has Buffalo as a six. Uh, you said Houston as your seven? Yep. So your playoff seedings for the AFC are Baltimore, Miami, Kansas City, Jacksonville, Cleveland, uh, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis. Brett, doing yeah. the same thing. We're running out of time. We're going to run through this quick. You ready? Yep. All right. Same thing. Is Jacksonville beating Tennessee? Yep. Okay. Is Miami – who wins, Miami or Buffalo? Buffalo. So you have Buffalo as your two. So now you have Baltimore, Buffalo, Kansas City, Jacksonville, Cleveland, Miami as your six now. Seven is just basic a basic playoff game. Houston at Indy. Houston wins. Okay, that's your seven. Godfrey, ready? Roll. Yep. All right, easy one. Baltimore's one. Is Jacksonville beating Tennessee? Yes. Okay. Kansas. So it is Buffalo versus Miami. You already said Buffalo earlier in the show, right? Yep. All right. So then your last last question is Houston Jacksonville. That's a playoff game. Houston is it Houston Jacksonville. I start Houston, Houston, Indy. Indianapolis in Indy. I think uh, everybody's healthy now for Houston, right on offense. Except pretty much. Yes, I do. They're going to pass all over them. I'm going Houston. Okay. I have the same thing that you guys have, but I have Indy beating Houston. Okay. I have Buffalo winning, and I have Indy beating Houston. NFC. I have to be quick with this, guys. I'm just going to go through. I'm going to rapid fire. You ready? Yep. San Fran's one. That's locked up. Does Dallas beat the Commanders? Kyle. Yes. They're two locked up. That means it, Detroit's three locked up. Does Tampa mm-hmm. beat Carolina? Yes. That's four locked up. The Eagles are five locked up. The Rams are six locked up. Here's the question. Who's seven? Do the Packers beat the Bears in Green Bay? Yeah. Uh, no. I, I think the Bears are going well right now, so I'll say no. Okay. okay, so no. Do the Seahawks beat the Cardinals in Arizona? Yes. Seattle's your seven. We're done. Brett, you ready? Yep. Okay. San Fran's your one. Does Dallas beat the Commanders in yep. Washington? Yep. Washington or Dallas is your two. Detroit's your three. Tampa Bay, do they beat Carolina? Yep. That's your four. Eagles are your five. Rams are your six. Do the Packers beat the Bears in Green Bay? Yep, Packers beat the Bears. Okay. Godfrey, you ready? Is Jacoby Brissett starting this week? Yes. Okay. I'm ready. 49ers. Yes. Do the yeah. do Commanders beat the Cowboys in Washington? Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Love it. Right, then I got to ask the question. Do the Lions beat the Vikings in Minnesota? Yes. Okay. So you, the Lions are your two. Does the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat Carolina? Yes. Your Bucks, Bucks are your four. Do the Eagles beat the Giants? God, I hope so. Yes. The Eagles yes. are now your three. The Cowboys are your five. The Rams are your six. Do the Packers beat the Bears in Green Bay? No. Okay. Let's go further. Do the Seahawks beat the Cardinals in Arizona? Um. Yes. 
Got it. So Seahawks are your seven. So your one through seven is San Fran, Detroit, Philadelphia, Tampa Bay, Dallas, Los Angeles Rams, and Seattle Seahawks. Mine's a little weird. I have the 49ers finishing one. I have the Cowboys finishing two. Lions three. Bucks four. Eagles five. Rams six. I have the Cowboys. I have the Packers losing to the Bears. I have the Seahawks losing to the Cardinals. And I have the New Orleans Saints beating the Atlanta Falcons to take the seventh spot in the playoffs. Mm. Okay. Based off of your matchups, who is your favorite wild card weekend game? I'll tell you mine. I got mine. I'll, 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 I'll feed you, baby bird. I think Miami goes into Kansas City and beats the trash out of Kansas City in the 3 6 matchup. Yeah. Mm. I, I think there's a few teams Kansas City doesn't want to see. And yeah, a lot of teams they don't want to see. Yeah. I can see that. Favorite wild card weekend matchup, guys. Uh, Brett, the, Browns, can, Brett, you got the, Browns, the Browns will be playing. Who would be the number three? Jags. The Browns will play the Jags in Jacksonville, four versus yeah. five. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I'm looking at the Browns. I think they're going to, if they do that, they're going to beat the brakes off the Jags. I was just about to say Browns are going to beat the Jags. Okay. My here's another one, guys. How about this one? Um, if the Cowboys win, Matt Stafford goes home to play oh, yeah. the Lions yeah. in Detroit. Yep. How fun's that one? I love it. Yes. <laughs> I love it. That I, I actually want that to happen now. <laughs> I, th- I think this was gonna be a fun, uh, fun playoffs. We could have the Matt Stafford Detroit reunion, we could have McCarthy matching up against Green Bay's first non Rogers iteration, yes. like that, this is going to be a fun, fun playoff round. Mm-hmm. I got one... a crazy one for you. I think that the Colts and Shane Steichen give Buffalo everything they want on wild card weekend in the 2-7 matchup. Am I nuts? Maybe. Probably. Uh, part of reason. Texans win that game. Do you feel confident that the Texans can't go into Buffalo and win that football game at Buffalo? I think that, I think they're a young team. They could do that. Yeah, yeah. I, do, I do think that. Guys, I love talking football with you. Next week we get the preview and pregame wildcard weekend. But we're at our time limit, guys. Any final thoughts from anyone? Go Commanders. <laughs> Win-loss win record is not a QB stat. I had to say it. I love it. I'm fine with that. I'll just say go Texans. So hold on real quick. Real quick. What team are you rooting for in the playoffs that isn't yours, Kyle? Who do you want to win a Super Bowl? I'm actually actually becoming a fan of the Browns. I love it. Thank you guys for tuning in. You're you're rooting for the Packers, Brett. You don't have no choice. We're rooting for the Eagles. Guys, thank you for tuning in to Sideline and Sideline. I'm the NFL genius Gene Walls. Like, that's the Prince of Production. That's Guardy 3. That's D. Godfrey. We are signing out. Bang.